0: And now, back to David Spada and Elliot Harris for more sports and torts on TalkZone.com.
1: Got my workout in.
0: I was going to say, we were almost without David Spada, getting uh, exercise in during these breaks.
1: Got my 10-minute walk-in. In, ten... in,
0: in two minutes. In in two pretty, minutes. That's very impressive.
1: But... It's amazing, though, with this cosmetic surgery, what they do nowadays. I mean, again, they look like plastic man or plastic woman, a lot of these people nowadays.
0: Yeah, at one point in the conversation, Katerina gave that sort of frozen Botox look, at, and you go, yeah, that's not what you want.
1: No, exactly. When you mentioned the Joker, I'm thinking of uh, Jonah Esposito because she looks like the Joker hey, now. Be nice, be nice. She was a former guest of ours. Yes, she will. If we, we want her again, I better it, not you, say you, it. You
0: keep talking like that, she'll never be on the show again.
1: Exactly. But I'm looking forward to talking to our next guest, Tommy Heinz, and I couldn't believe how many rings he's got. He's got more than Liberace. He's got more rings and fingers by far. You can oh. put him on all his fingers and toes. But let's get right to our next guest, former Boston Celtic great and current Boston Celtic broadcaster, Tommy Heinz. And how you doing, Tommy?
2: How you doing? Great.
1: Good. I have your picture back from the mid-'80s. I used to send uh, autograph requests out, and I was so excited to get your picture. I opened the envelope and ripped the side of the picture.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, so I got ripped in half? <laughs> no. Just a little corner got, ripped, got off. ripped off. I got ripped Holy
0: Not the first time.
2: <laughs> What's up?
0: Nothing. Just waiting for the regular season to end in the NBA so we can get the, the real season started.
2: The playoffs.
1: You got it. You guys are getting hot at the right time.
2: Yeah, uh, you know the um, beginning of the season, everybody was faced with the same problem: starting with relatively uh, short training camp, and I think the Celtics probably were hit more, uh, you know, more harshly than anybody else because they had seven new players, and uh, they had to blend them in with the uh, the existing nucleus and. Uh, Paul Pierce one the nucleus players was hurt so um, and then players started going down as they developed the chemistry that guy had lead and right now they're uh, down to really an eight-man team playing on a regular basis and the chemistry that they've developed is, uh, and the enthusiasm to um, uh, do well in the playoffs is really uh, uh, propelled them well-
0: as long, as long as you have Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, you have a shot, right?
2: And Rondo. Oh, Rondo. Rondo.
0: I, I, far be it from me to... Yeah, no, he's pretty good, too. I, I,
2: I want to tell you, he makes everything happen, Rondo. Uh, you know, uh, People just uh, can't seem to equate him uh, as a great point guard uh, and list him uh, with uh, what they consider to be better point guards like Paul and and, uh, Williams. This guy, he he, he came up with another um, triple-double last night, uh, and uh, he continues to do that. He's he's an amazing basketball player, and he doesn't have to score a point, and he still is a tremendous uh, player and help uh, for the team because he makes everybody else better. Kind of like Bob Cousy back in the day. Yeah, Kuzi was a better scorer, but this kid was um, uh a better uh has been a better defender and uh he's he's a fabulous athlete.
0: Now the players this season are getting a taste of what the NBA used to be like when you had back-to-back games and uh, a lot of travel, a compressed schedule. Uh you have any empathy for them?
2: Um uh, Well, they're getting uh, the big money, and uh, they're going. uh, They're not having to get up at five o'clock in the morning to catch the first plane out. You know, they're they're leaving after games to get to the next place on a chartered plane. So, it's not quite like it was. Jerry West Uh, said
1: he played four games of four nights again with no first class airfare.
2: (laughs) Hey, I want to tell you just. I can remember so many of these games. Uh, what my pet story is uh, we played in Philadelphia, and uh, we were supposed to play the next night at the Boston Garden against Syracuse. And uh, Syracuse uh, had the night off, and they were in Boston uh, a day before the game, and um, it started to snow in Philadelphia and turned into a blizzard. And there was no way that... Uh, Planes were flying. There was no way that trains were even going. So we got a bus, and we went all the way from Philadelphia up to Boston uh, to play Syracuse, who was sitting there waiting for us. And it took uh, till 3 o'clock in the afternoon when we finally showed up in Boston after going off the road a couple of times and um, walked into the building, and they canceled the game and uh, why did they cancel the game? They asked the, the two teams ready to play, but the Bull Gang, who laid the floor down, couldn't get in from Chelsea.
1: How many cigars did
2: Red Smoke during that
1: uh, bus ride?
2: Oh, boy. I, I mean, it was brutal. <laughs> uh, the, and uh, the heater went out and everything else. Unbelievable trip.
0: Now, could... Red have taken will Chamberlain and turned him into a bigger better Bill Russell
2: well Sharman did it you know he, uh, I think the most successful career that will uh, a year that career uh, wilt had during his career was when Bill shaman coached him uh, and uh, he was the anchor of that uh, Laker team with Jerry West and uh, Gail Goodrich and um I forget all the other players, but it, they used an up-tempo style. And to uh, turn Wilt from the league's leading scorer at one point averaging 50 points a game to where he led the league in assists was quite a feat. So, uh, yeah, Wilt listened. Wilt liked to learn. Uh, but a lot of people wanted him to score because uh, he was an attraction when he scored.
1: What do you think of the Bulls' Derrick Rose? Do you think that Rondo could stop him? Do I what? Do you think Rondo could stop Derrick Rose if they meet in the playoffs?
2: Uh, Well, Rose is a great player. I mean, he's a fabulous athlete, too, and he's got uh, uh, certain attributes that you can't deny. Um, He's a terrific offensive player and a scorer himself. Uh, but I don't think he gets the other people involved like Rondo does. So it's a battle of two different styles. And Rondo has played well against them, and uh, Rose has played well against Rondo.
0: Does anybody stop the Miami Heat other than the Miami
2: Heat? (laughs) That's a strange team. Um, they, They really suffer because they don't have a distributor of the ball other than LeBron and um, they go off one-on-one, and if they're not uh, uh, prepared to uh, to make those shots at the end of the game, either one Wade uh, or um, uh, LeBron, uh, they got problems because uh, Chris Bosh, I think uh, the two Celtic wins against them, he, he evaporated into the atmosphere and um, uh, you know, it wasn't really a, a factor at all, so Uh, I, you know, they did. Those two guys are great, and Bosch is good, but uh, uh, they don't have a point guard to uh, to really drive what they're trying to do.
1: You coached for what around 10 years in the NBA, do you? And you coached stars like Dave Collins, you had John Havlicek, a bunch of star players. I think the problem with Miami is they have a coach that they don't respect. I think you need someone who's tough on them, someone like a Pat Riley, to get the most
2: out of them. Well, you know, this is a different era. And um, uh, the era that I played and I coached is, uh, of course, completely different. But, uh, and it was even different when I coached from when I played because uh, you started to get ex- into expansion a little bit. And uh, free agency came into existence, and and so the relationships uh, changed uh, from where you could be a Prussian general to where you had to be a psychiatrist. And uh, <laughs> uh, dealing with some of these guys, and and I found out Kuzi uh, and I, who, who were, and he was coaching at the time, uh, and we were talking about bringing athletes along and players along, and and he was a strong disciplinarian and a perfectionist, and. And he was upset with one of his players, you know, and uh, um, it, uh, we started talking about it. And I said, well, Kuz, you know, he's only going to listen to you, the great Bob Kuzi, for three months. And then his mother, his father, his girlfriend, his <laughs> wife, whoever it is, his, his agent are going to start saying, son, it's not you. It's Bob Kuzi that's holding <laughs> you back. And um, so you can't be the enemy. You've got to be an ally. And uh, so you got to walk, and, and uh, you got to be on their team, and they have to be on your team. And you got to almost let them come up with some of their ideas. And when you got a guy like LeBron who was, who owned the state of, of um, Ohio there when he was in high school, uh, I mean, he, he thinks he owns the United States as he's going <laughs> to Florida. Uh,
1: who deals with him? He's kind of like Ozzie Guillen.
2: <laughs> yeah, Fidel yeah. yeah. Castro. Let's go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, there's rumors out there that this may be it uh, for Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, uh, this with the Celtics, this could be the uh, end of that run. What do the Celtics look like moving forward, do you think?
2: Uh I have no idea what their plans are. They, they, right now, they're mired in, in the present, and uh, what they're trying to do is uh, is win another title. I, I I really totally appreciate the current Celtic team, the drive that they have, the competitiveness they have. Um, they remind me of the teams I played on. Uh, they, they just, the last night's win, they played uh, three back-to-backs with a day off in between. And um, they just responded so well. And they two games that they lost in that um, uh, period, uh, they could have won. And um, right now they're heading out for a four-game road trip, three games in a row, a back-to-back-to-back. So they're playing four games uh, in five days. It, it's really, uh, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> And they're going in, entering into it like, um, uh, this is, we got to do this. And, uh, you know, you end up with a kid like Petrus, who's a genuine, ferocious competitor. And he came back from a concussion last night and really played a significant part in helping them win. Uh, and he was only expected to play like nine, 10 minutes. He played almost 30, but, um, that's the type of thing that uh, I admire about this current team. And, and, and in some of the other teams, uh, you don't see it. Uh, what I see is like New York trying to do that. Um, the uh, Bulls have rallied around um, their group. Uh, when Rose has gone down, they've, they've done a nice job. Uh, but uh, other teams really um, have fallen by the wayside. I
1: heard somewhere that the Celtics got off to a slow start because some of the players came into camp out of shape because they didn't think there was going to be a season.
2: I don't think they were out of shape. Um, I think, uh, you know, Paul Pierce was hurt. He he had a foot injury, so he wasn't running around, you know, getting in shape. Uh, He was probably the guy that was least conditioned, and it was because of an injury. Uh, And uh, uh, so... I, I just think that we had seven guys, brand-new players, with, with the two days of training camp. <laughs> Pretty tough to put together a team that uh, has great chemistry. I mean, that's where Philadelphia got off their great start. They didn't really add anybody to that ball club. And now they're paying the price as The other teams, you know, find their niche. Yeah.
0: One quick question. Bill Russell, other than talent, his, his basketball-playing ability – What was it that made him so
2: great? Bill Russell was the – there were two great, great competitors that – and I've seen several others, but those were the first two great competitors that I ever really recognized. Um, They could have been president of General Motors, either Kuzi or Russell, because of the drive they had to win. I mean, uh, it it was psychologically necessary for both of them to win. Uh, They wouldn't have good mental health unless they won. Um, So they went. uh, uh, They just played at such a high intensity level when they played. Uh, They each approached it a little bit differently, but uh, Russell was a dominating figure, um, and people just, you know, he, he. hardly gets mentioned as the greatest player. And yes, this guy won two NCAA championships, a gold medal, and 11 championships in 13 years. And one of those championships, he was out of the finals for four games. So uh, you, uh, you have to look at it and say, uh, and you could take it from the players that played with him. And the players that played against him, who say he was the greatest. And uh, uh, he he was just an unbelievable competitor, and Cousy was the same way. Cousy would lock himself in rooms uh, during a playoff and never come out and have room service <laughs> delivered. And I mean, uh, that's how intense he was. I was going out to have lunch with people. He was... <laughs> He's a, great,
1: he's a great guy. I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, asked him for an interview. He says, I don't do him anymore. I'm tired of talking. But if you tell him, talk Who's to this? Bob Cousy. I said, Bob, yes. I'd love to hear from you. We've interviewed about 50 basketball Hall of Famers. You're the last one of the last ones left. We'd love to hear your story. But, again, he's kind of like a recluse now, he said. Like Howard Hughes, he said.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, his wife has been ill. and um, You know, he's he's always been a, um, uh, a, a guy that... Uh, Kind of has a private, uh, you know, uh, part of his life that uh, he's reached that point now, and he's taken care of his wife, so he's earned it. Uh, yeah, Thank he's got you. a reason.
1: Thank you so much for your time. Okay, guys, good luck. Good luck in the playoffs. All right, bye bye. That was basketball Hall of Famer Tommy Heinsohn. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to have on legendary golfer and broadcaster Ken Venturi. Stay tuned.